I'm Sean McCormick, and this is Optimal Performance. It is critical to take control of your physical health, but it's even more critical to take control of your mental health because controlling your brain is really what enables you to take care of everything else. People are taking sick leaves because they're you know, they're burned out because their mental health is, is fucked up. What this will do is it will make you feel relaxed. It will make you not feel as stressed. It will make you focused and it will make you be able to control your prefrontal cortex in a better way, which will take care of things such as migraines, nightmares. It will help with things like ADHD, depression, etc. What Mendy has done is it has managed to miniaturize a very precise form of blood flow. It is basically a neurofeedback, which will track through this device, through functional near infrared. What it will do is it will read the oxygenated blood flow in response to neural activation. What if you could develop a better brain in 10 minutes a day? Well, you can. With a device called Mendy, that everyone is Moha Ben-Sophia, and he's the CEO of Mendy, which is a neurofeedback device that you can use at home. It is super simple to use. It measures the blood flow of your prefrontal cortex while you interact with this really fun game on your phone through the app. I've been using it now for about a month. I also have my 10 and seven year old using it and it's helping them get to sleep at night. I find that I'm a little bit more composed. I'm a little bit more present. And this is after years and years of meditation on my end. This is such a cool device and it really could change the world. It could improve so many people's ability to manage stress, to be calm, to be more present for their loved ones. In this fascinating interview, we talk about the science that supports how effective neurofeedback is at home. We talk about how you can literally improve your brain in 10 minutes a day. And if you're familiar with the work of Dave Asprey and 40 years of Zen, all the neurofeedback that, that he was into, you know, maybe 10 years ago or so, you'll know that this is legit. This could change your life. If this is something that you want to try, go ahead and go to mendy.io and use the code OPP for a nice discount. As always, you can find me at McCormick on Instagram or at seanmccormick.com and sign up for the What's Up Wednesday newsletter every single Wednesday into your inbox. I'm so excited for this episode. You're going to like Moa. He's a cool dude and he's got something truly, truly innovative for you. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Moa Ben-Sophia of Mendy. And I'm here with Moa Ben-Sophia, the CEO of Mendy. Moa, welcome to the Optimal Performance Podcast. Thank you for having me, Sean. You are in Dubai for a big yes. event. And so tell me what you're doing there. Before we dive into the tech and all the cool questions I have, what, what the heck are you doing in Dubai? So I'm in Dubai for, for a few days, uh, just a couple of meetings, and then I'm heading out with the whole Mendy team. We're flying in from Stockholm. Uh, we're going to FII in uh, Riyadh in Saudi, so uh, which is the Future Investment uh, Initiative, which is a, it's a really massive event and uh, a lot of really, 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 uh, yeah, some of the top thought leaders in the world. Uh, so we're very excited to be there. We're actually... Uh, we're taking the slot that Aura Ring had yet uh, last year. So we've, uh, yeah. So Tom, their CEO, is uh, he did the onboarding for me on this one, and uh, yeah, it's the next step for us at Mendy, where we're going to be unveiling some of the stuff that we've been building. Mm, cool. When you think of like what I, I'm curious, obviously I'm curious about the the business. Um, and again, we'll we'll dive into neurofeedback. I've done 
six months of neurofeedback uh, in a clinic and in myself. And but uh, why? Why? What did Mindy get correct? What did they? What did you guys do right that has made it sort of the the top of the pyramid for consumer grade neurofeedback? It's funny because uh, so uh, one of the Bloomberg um, originals episodes that aired a couple of weeks ago says that what we've done is we've created a device that is already good enough for all employers to give their employees because what it'll do is it will make you control your emotions and it will make you be able to control your focus. So just based on that, it will make the life of anybody as it just, if you're going to look at it as a business decision on a B2B side, uh, which is a super uh, interesting and we were surprised to see it, but not really because we know the data and we know we have tens of thousands of users. What Mendy has done is we've miniaturized what the neurofeedback clinics do, but using a technology which is called uh, HEG, which is uh, hemoencephalography. So basically, I, I'm not sure exactly exactly what modality you use during those six months, but what Mendy has done is it has managed to miniaturize a very precise form of blood flow um, neurofeedback. So basically, it is basically a neurofeedback which will track through this device, through FNIRS, which is functional near um, functional near infrared. Um, what it will do is it will read the oxygenated blood flow in response to neural activation. So that's what it does. What this will do is it will make you feel relaxed. It will make you uh, not feel uh, as stressed. It will make you focused and it will make you uh, be able to control your prefrontal cortex in a better way, which will take care of things such as migraines, nightmares. It will help with things like ADHD, depression, et cetera. Mm. So the miniaturization of that technology is is what kind of sets it apart from from going into a clinic and getting hooked up and 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 doing that whole process. And and how long? Well, I mean, I'll 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 ask you. I mean, you did six months. How much did that cost you? In time and in money. Well, I taught lots of time, no money. You know, the biohacker guy gets good, cool, freebie stuff. You know, I can't. Well, it's, it's still, it's still, it still has value. I mean, it's not really free, right? I mean, you have to talk about it. You have to do stuff about it. I mean, it's the the average single mom who is who I care about. Uh, Costa Rica is uh, the country where I'm from. Has uh, one of the biggest indexes of uh, single mothers. So it's a, it's a very big thing, which is one of the reasons why we have two last names because you have the, your mother's last name. Um, basically for the average single mom with several kids, like it's impossible. She can't afford six months of going and taking her kids and doing all this. And so if you're going to really talk about large scale impact and helping, you know, tens and hundreds of millions of people, there's no way you're going to do it through clinics. This right. technology has been, you know, these different neurofeedback technologies, we know they work, even though there hasn't been a lot of studies and a lot of scientific, you know, that that process is fairly early. But what you do have is millions of people saying, hey, my nightmares are gone. My migraines are gone. My PTSD is better. My ADHD is better. I'm, my depression is gone. I'm getting uh, people saying I'm getting off my medicines, people saying all sorts of things that is valid. Like that is real, unless there's this, you know, this huge conspiracy where everybody's just lying saying, Hey, it's this stuff helps me. You know, a lot of people have gotten improvements, but in order to be able to impact people, we need to adopt something like what 
mobile phone carriers and all this, like that strategy, you've got to do something that everybody can get a hold of. Uh, and that's why we have miniaturized it. We've made it very affordable to the average person. And our dream is that people within the next uh, few years get it without having to pay out of pocket because we mm -hmm. don't feel that uh, it's a luxury that only people, some people need it more than others, but everybody can benefit from training their brains. And it shouldn't be a luxury that, you know, I have access to because I have money or you have access to because you're a, you know, an well-known biohacker and they want to use your platform, yeah. right? You know, we're thinking about how do you impact the average person, which is really the only person that we care about. And, and the pathways to making this free for people, it sounds like not only employers, but is there a pathway within insurance or mental health providers, yeah. et cetera? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, our business has been mainly, and we have tens of thousands of users and, you know, thousands and thousands of people that are, you know, whose lives are dramatically better, you know, whether it's their, you know, it's helped them with their addiction, with portion control, emotional regulation is a huge thing. I mean, it's, People literally can have the ability to not beat the shit out of their kids. Like this is very, very, very powerful stuff, but that's on the B2C side. We're also doing a lot on the B2B side. We've got a couple of big partnerships that are starting now. Uh, we can't mention the companies, but it's, uh, you know, a big four, you know, big players. And uh, for example, on the ETG side, which is the business, you know, the business to government side, or, you know, healthcare, all these things, insurance, all these things. If you look at something like this, uh, this documentary that Bloomberg just did, or this documentary that you're doing on Netflix, uh, which is going to have, uh, we're not really allowed to speak about it, but it's going to have some of the biggest doctors and neuroscientists and thought leaders in the world talking about it. And Mendy is, uh, is basically the company that they have chosen to use. And it's because it's very science-based it's valid. It's not bullshit. Woohoo. Uh, you know, I, I get in trouble for saying stuff like this because, it, it, you know, it's, it's not just smoke and, uh, you know, and uh, crystals and, uh, you know, I don't, don't want to get myself into trouble. You know, uh, I grew up in Latin America thinking that even meditation was fluffy and mm. was sort of bullshit. You know, now I know better, but bottom line is I am not built to meditate. I'm not the type of person that can meditate. So for me, Mendy is something that is tangible to me. It has a score. It's gamified. It's the training wheels. Otherwise, I would have never done it. I'm not a monk living in the Tibet. Like I live in this world. I'm a, you know, I've had the childhood that I've had. I'm, you know, a high stress job. And I am a person that is easily irritable. I know my limitations. I know my flaws. I know my PTSD for more. I know these things. This is a tool that is very tangible to somebody like me. So it's um, having Bloomberg saying, hey, you know, this can make the health of your company way better. That's a very big thing, right? That, that was not an endorsement. We don't pay for anything that hasn't been like, you know, we never called Dave Asprey and said, we're going to pay you so you can talk. Dave Asprey actually told me, he's like, hey, man, I just wrote about your about you in my book. I love the shit you guys are building. He actually said to me that he was going to build it 13 years ago. And then he dropped it so he could do bulletproof. I think it was something like that. It was like, it was basically like, I was like, well, if you would have done yeah. it, you'd have probably done a better job than us. And, you know, and, uh, you know, so, so for me, it's like, it's, it's very, we have a very non bullshit trying to help people. KPIs are measured in lives improved. And mm. 
bottom line is children that are not having panic attacks because they're using Amendi. That that's a very 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 big thing. And when you start compiling all that data and all those numbers of people and all those cohorts, then it's a lot easier to start talking to insurance, et cetera, because uh, there's been more sick leaves taken this year. For example, in the UK, just took out a, you know, just had a, a study come out. There's been more sick leaves this year than ever before in any other year before. And people are not taking sick leaves because they broke their back. Like before, people are taking sick leaves because they're, you know, they're burned out because their mental health is, is fucked up. And uh, the impact that we can make from an economical standpoint is humongous, you know? So if that's the way to trick the kids into eating the veggies, if that's the way that we get people to get these devices and for companies to pay them for them, great, so be it. You know, whatever, whatever it takes so that people can actually have the tool that they need for them and their kids and their parents to, to have better lives and to be able to cope with stress and technology better. Today's episode is brought to you by Primal Health Coach Institute, created by the godfather of the paleo and primal movement, Mark Sisson, with the mission to develop highly skilled health coaches who can make their passion for health a fulfilling and abundant career. The Primal Health Coach Institute is a program renowned for offering the most in-depth and up-to-date ancestral health education in the world. It doesn't just create health experts, it certifies health coaches who are true catalysts for behavior change by providing robust coaching education that empowers you to coach with confidence. What I think is one of the most important aspects of the Primal Health Coach Institute is business knowledge and marketing resources that ensure their certified Primal Health Coaches have the best business know-how and marketing resources to thrive in the wellness industry. Go to primalhealthcoach.com forward slash optimal performance and use the code OPTIMAL25 for 25% off tuition. That's primalhealthcoach.com forward slash optimal performance and use the code OPTIMAL25 for 25% off tuition. Go check it out. This, in, in, in my estimation, and this is, this, is this is the best of what biohacking does, is to find useful tools that make you better at everything that you do. And doing it without chemical intervention, doing it without surgery, doing it without what I believe is to be a very flawed system of uh, of uh, therapy. I think that the the, the therapy the the, the, the ther- therapy is broken. As a, as a coach, as a performance coach and life coach, you know, to understand this the revolving door of going and talking to a therapist, which is based on Freudian perversion and just gnarliness. It helps a lot of people, but it's this, it it doesn't, it doesn't help you make better choices. It helps you process trauma, which is great, but it doesn't help you make more productive choices that are in alignment with who you want to be. And, and so when you can use devices like this to make yourself better, more calm, more present, again, eating veggies, sleeping better, less stress, um, everybody wins. Every, not only do you win, your family wins, your friends win, your employer wins. I, I want to go back in time a little bit because I, I think a lot of my my listeners will have they're they're certainly familiar with Dave Asprey, and they're probably almost certainly familiar with the idea of forty years of Zen, which was like a big big thing for him in 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 the beginning. And you know, 
t- t- coming out and saying, you know, I, I've basically meditated like a monk, you know, for 40 years by doing neurofeedback and, and specifically names neurofeedback as, as this game changing um, uh, practice for himself. You, you mentioned before we turn the mics on that this has been around for 70 years. So let's maybe talk a little bit about the sort of the origins of neurofeedback. What is happening when, when, when we're doing neurofeedback and how it changes brain? First of all, so I'm not an expert in neurofeedback. As a matter of fact, I'm not a scientist. I, you know, I, I, I was a user. So I'm an angel investor because I did very well. I managed to talk myself into a really good job when I got to Sweden in 2014. And I managed to basically negotiate some equity. That company, I got to sold, sell the equity. I sold it and that was a bit of money. And then I did another company and that was another bit of money. And all of a sudden I had money. So uh, I don't take any credit for this. I'm not an expert in neurofeedback. As a matter of fact, I had never heard about the term until 2019. Mendy was started by two Swedish engineers, Sammy and Rickard. And it was started for very personal reasons. Now, neurofeedback has been around since for 70 years, and there's a lot of people that have had a lot of benefits. I don't know if it's 70 exactly. I, you know, I could be a little bit off. I'm definitely not an expert. Uh, but um, what they did is one of them is a super anxious person, has always been an incredibly, has crippling anxiety. He's a, um, you know, a serial entrepreneur. This is Sammy. And Sammy basically got to the point where he burned out with one of his companies. He had like a coupon company that became one of the biggest in Europe or something. And then he was so burned out that he went really down the meditation rabbit hole. And at some point, somebody said to him, oh man, you should try neurofeedback. And he's like, what's neurofeedback? So he goes and he starts doing neurofeedback and he flies himself to the US. Remember, he's in Stockholm, everything in our company, everything's in Sweden, right? So he flies out to the US, he does all these programs, all this stuff, whatever, probably similar to what you did. Next thing you know, he ends up buying the machine so he can come back to Sweden and he can start using the stuff. And he's becoming, he's one of those very obsessive personalities. And, uh, you know, and he just really goes down this rabbit hole. And next thing you know, he starts contacting all the experts and Googling people and messaging them. And what about this? And how about this? And what if this is done? Because he was looking at it from a very, you know, selfishly, a very personal perspective. self-improvement i guess the 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 true term of biohacking he was hacking himself out of this anxiety and this horrible state that he was in uh and he was incredibly better he was just and then somebody had recommended to him that if you really want to up your skills what you should do is you should take on clients take on patients so then it turns into this thing where he starts seeing people he opens this clinic in the in in sweden And he starts seeing people and these people start having better, like these people are like executives and like professional athletes and stuff. And all of a sudden these people are like, their lives are getting better. And next thing, you know, he's doing is he's thinking like, wow, I can't be helping five people at a time. Like it's not the best business in the world. It's not, you know, as an entrepreneur that wants to like, is always thinking bigger is better. You know, you you want to build Spotify. You want the whole world to have it. You don't want 5,000 people to have it, right? So basically what he does is he ends up, uh, during one of his consultations, a guy named Rickard Eckloff walks in and that's actually Mindy's co-founder. This is the second guy 
And this guy is a guy that had heard about neurofeedback from a friend of his that had horrible migraines, this guy named Thor. That's a, that's a real name in Scandinavia. Uh, so Thor tells him that he has these migraines and that and he's like, why are you not complaining about your migraines anymore? He's like, well, I started doing neurofeedback and it's really good and blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, he looks up Sammy's clinic. He goes there. This guy happens to be the guy that makes the touch screens and the light screens and all that stuff for Neonode. So he builds them for Sony Ericsson and like for all these big companies. And he's built millions of these things and he's an expert in light technology. It's literally, you couldn't have a more serendipitous moment. So Rickard walks in, Sammy sees the opportunity. She's like, he's like, oh my goodness, starts talking to him. He's like, this is the guy that could build this. He looks at it and he's like, why is this so expensive? Why is this worth 10, $20,000? He's like, I could build something better than this that is miniaturized. And, uh, and that's when Mendy, you know, started. And this is years before me. And this is way before I had heard about neurofeedback or had any interest in neuroscience. All I knew is that I have bad PTSD from war, a lot of nightmares, you know, anger management issues. You know, I've always been, you know, a guy that'll get in a fight at a, you know, at a, uh, you know, in a second. And, um, yeah, so emotional regulation was a big thing for me as well. And uh, I have ADHD. So it's like you you couldn't make up basically a better test subject for, for this. So um, when I came on board, it was all absolutely by coincidence. And I got involved in the company because I was a user and I saw the, the difference that it made in my own life. And, and then our mission became, um, and a lot of it steered by me, in that the fact that I am 40 years old and I'm a multimillionaire in Sweden and I'm in the first world and my one of my closest friends is one of the biggest entrepreneurs in the world. And, you know, and this is how I find out about it. Like, you know, some Swedish engineer DMs me on Facebook and that's how I find out that this shit has existed for years. And what chance does a 40-year-old in Mexico have or a 40 year old in Pakistan or a 15 year old in you know in Angola I mean they're fucked there's absolutely no way so then my obsession of making this uh mainstream and making this um but without the hype without the you know without just over promising basically yeah. being respectful to people because somebody that is somebody that is depressed, somebody that has a clinical condition, somebody that is feeling very bad, somebody with bad mental health, uh, somebody that can't sleep, mm. will pay anything, will pay anything on the hope that you will help them. Yeah. So for me, it was from the beginning, it was like, I was almost anti-business because I was like, we want to, yeah, we want to get this out there, but without over-promising. So that's when I really opened up to the scientific community and we brought in all these, you know, we, we just like opened up shop and it's just like, all right, come at us. Mm -hmm. And that's how we basically built this culture of being so science-based and having everything be up for discussion and everything. And, and, and it's, that's why we collaborate with scientists from Stanford and the guys from NASA and Princeton. And like, it's because it's, it's a no bullshit approach that we have to improving people's lives. Mm. I recall when, when I did the neurofeedback in the clinic, it was very, um, 
it was very well, obviously clinical, but it was, you know, consultative, Sean, what do you want to improve on? And, and I happen to have been a meditator since I was 12. And so I have, you know, years and years and years of experience of meditation. And I was like, well, I, I don't know. I'm pretty good at emotional regulation. I don't have any massive trauma, you know, sort of a, you know, I'm, I'm good. And so it was hard to find the right application or the right avenue for sort of how I could grow my brain. I'd love to be able to remember things better. I'd love to be able to think faster and more critically, you know? Um, so within that context, the, the, the gal that I did neurofeedback with, she's like, well, then let's just try some of this general sort of application stuff. So they put the, put the headset on, watched, I think it was, I watched some Tom Cruise movie then the screen kind of got blurry and then less blurry. And then it shrunk and the, the colors changed based on the, the actual neurofeedback that I was doing. And and it, wa it wasn't really goal oriented. It was just sort of general, this is going to be good for you. So my question is, is for people who are like, yeah, I, I do have ADHD. Yeah, I'm stressed. Yeah, I can't sleep. Um, how does How does the user experience include a type of outcome where kind of everything, and again, without making major claims that, that, that your brain just gets better all over and that you, you can stop yourself from eating. You don't feel like shouting at your kids. You you're able to sleep better. Like if it's not goal oriented, how is it that the experience using the device actually helps everywhere? Well, as, as AI makes our product smarter and smarter, it becomes more and more tailor-made. And then it connects with things like your Aura Ring or your Whoop or your Apple Watch. And then it becomes, so it's, I'm very, very excited about what we're unveiling at FII, where we'll be showing the first versions of this. So what we have is we have, you know, a living organism. So there's firmware updates that are happening regularly and there's software updates that are happening all the time. But basically what you have is, Think of it this way. Uh, I heard somebody say that the more messed up you are, the more you'll see the changes. And I actually kind of buy into that without being scientific about anything. And I, you know, you have to take, you know, I, I say things in a very, very, um, the way any person off the street would talk because I'm not a scientist, you know, and that's the beauty of having them around me because it's, uh, you know, my, my, my perception is, very similar to the average man, you know, the average person on the street without the the deep education with it. But uh, and that's why I would assume that the benefits that somebody like me would see from neurofeedback would be more dramatic than the benefits that somebody like you would see from neurofeedback, because it sounds to me like, yeah, you, I started up way more messed up than you did, right? <laughs> uh, so you 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 sound pretty good, but uh, it's one of those things where everybody should train just like you go to the gym you don't stop training the day that you've got a six pack right it's it's you know the problem with the brain is that we don't see it so nobody sees the six pack everybody you know wants that bikini body everybody wants the six pack so everybody's chasing that and it matters and it's a real thing uh even though people are trying to take shortcuts and take drugs when they should actually be taking a walk and lifting some weights but you know mendy basically if you're going to talk about like the general use case, it's no different than lifting weights, doing push-ups, going for a run. Basically, that's what it is. It will help everybody. 
whether you, you have a great body or whether you're extremely morbidly obese, it will help, right? You just have to be consistent with it. When, it's, when, it, when it comes to that Mendy is going to stop you from beating the shit out of your kids or that it's going to stop you from eating that last bag of chips or drinking that last bottle of tequila, what it does is it makes your prefrontal cortex stronger. So basically, it improves your entire brain. More oxygenated blood flow is something that all neuroscientists agree is a very good thing for you. As a matter of fact, when we have the, when we get very, very stressed, like for example, if, uh, if somebody just starts yelling at you out of nowhere, what, the first thing that happens is that the blood runs away from your prefrontal cortex. So your amygdala really takes over, right? So what you're doing is you're teaching yourself to be able to put more neural activation into that part of your brain that helps with the decision making. So it's not that it's going to make you not beat the shit out of your kids, but it's going to basically give you a much better chance because it will basically think of it this way. It'll give you some filters. It'll override the amygdala. It will give you a better chance at success. It'll make you think, yeah, this is not what we should be doing. It will make, it will basically dim the voice of the amygdala. Mm. And that's a very, very important thing. Um, as far as getting into the product and how it's getting personalized and what we're doing on the the integrations with wearables and all those things, that's that's a different conversation. But as a whole, and to kind of like put it into the context of your experience, um, I'm not sure exactly what you did, but it can be something that is specific to your condition. For example, there's a lot of people in the military that have very bad PTSD. They can't sleep. They have a lot of all of a sudden, they just feel very angry or very depressed or very sad. Um, I know what a lot of these things are are like. Not so much with the with the sadness and all these things, but definitely the nightmares for me was was a huge thing. And this will help a lot with them. But even if you don't have the specific thing, the panic attacks or the ADHD or that you're depressed, even if you're a completely healthy person, you know, somebody that is seems to have everything right, like like Sean McCormick, like just somebody that is, you know, perfect, you know, uh, perfect on paper, a stronger brain will be a better brain and a brain that you have more control over is just going to make your life better. Uh, perhaps somebody that's more fucked up is going to have a 50% improvement, whereas you'll have a 5% improvement, but still, you know, it's like starting out with 200 pounds to lose versus five pounds to lose. You know, the, the person that has more, yeah that's further from the goal is going to be able to advance more. So that's right. kind of like the way that you look at it. That's I like that. I like that characterization. If you are highly volatile and burnt out and can't sleep and overstressed and can't keep a thought in your brain for more than a few seconds, life changing, then, then it, it changes everything. You know, again, like the, the ability to, to rely on the, to turn to non-chemical, non pharmaceutical solutions for performance optimization is, is, is everything ever. It's everything using vibration, light, um, wavelength. That is the future of medicine. And, and when it's simplified and gamified and fun and interesting and not overly complicated, then that, that, that can change so many people's lives. Uh, I, I, 
the reason and I, I, I love that I love I, I love that you said that that you're, you're like you know brain waves and using light and using this and using bottom line is that they're all th- these are all valid there's no one argument that gets made is like oh are you guys better than this or better than that are you better than than muse are you better than this bullshit are you better than what should I I'm like look I'm, we're not competing with anybody like in 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 a perfect world everybody collaborates because our perspective is we're looking at it from a point of view of how do we help somebody and you know there's a lot of benefits to a lot of these products like there's a lot of things to be gained from a lot of these products i don't feel that we're at competition with anybody we're doing things very differently and we're using a technology that is not oft used uh which is you know but the way that we're doing things the way that we're doing them is because we're not looking at it from that we want to outsell the next person or that we want to for me it's like yeah there's a lot of benefits like for somebody that is to use your example that is burned out and that is depressed and that is overweight and that is feeling sorry for themselves and that hates their life mendy is not going to be the thing that's going to change their life it could be a combination of mendy plus some other thing plus having a couple of friends plus getting sunlight plus changing their diet, plus going on a one hour walk every day, plus that combination. The problem is that we have a lazy society. We have become very lazy. I was born in the seventies. I like to think that people were tougher than, uh, you know, to be fair to this new generation, it's a harder world. It's more difficult that, you know, if, if, if there's so many impressions, there's so much stuff, your brain really cannot juggle it. So, uh, what you want to do is you want to get away from that mentality that, Hey, you know, I'll, I'll keep eating the donuts and I'll have the, you know, whatever the Ozempic or whatever, I'll have the the pill. And it's like, you know, I'm not anti-pharma. I'm not anti-medicine. I'm not anti, but I'm also pro common sense and just do the work, you know, do the work, give yourself a fighting chance and don't, don't try to get other things to solve what you can solve by yourself. Take, take control. It's about agency. It's about accountability. And it's about, you know, giving people the tools to succeed, you know, give, give that child the tools so that they can focus in school instead of telling them that they're dumb and giving them a complex that's going to provide, give them, you know, all sorts of issues in the future. And that's going to make them, you know, that's what we're about. We're about, let's use everything at our disposal. Let's share knowledge and let's help people. Yeah. I, I mean, when you take a, when you, and again, I, I'm not, I'm not anti-pharmaceutical um, to the extent that I, that I don't think that they have a place because I think that they do, but lasting changes occur when you develop lifestyle changes, behavioral changes, practices. And if your practice is trying to be meditation and you've been trying to meditate for 10 years and it's just not working for you you probably want to look at some other solutions that I, I told you that I went, I spent some time in, in Sweden. Uh, I went to the, um, um, flotation therapy conference float con, uh, in 2011, before I started a chain of flotation therapy centers and the Swedes were the, in that at the time, the leading experts in burnout, like they were doing the most research into flotation therapy for burnout. So when I opened my chain of flotation therapy centers, I saw hundreds and thousands of people who were just 
crippled, like barely making it through the day because they were so stressed out. They were so burnt out. They were like, literally they would do anything and floating around in 10 in a thousand pounds of Epsom salt water for an hour in a sensory deprivation tank helped immensely, but then they develop a practice around it, right? It's not, it's not a, it's not a cure all, but you develop a practice as a way to come off of your shift as an ER doctor and like relax a little bit and, and bring your, your, bring your flight or uh, fight or flight down you know, to, to, uh, turn on your, uh, your parasympathetic system. And so I know firsthand through serving, you know, now nearly a million people in my flotation therapy centers, just how impactful uh, a practice can be when it comes to the brain. What one question. So I'm curious about the sort of user experience, because I think everybody who's, who's maybe not familiar with neurofeedback or certainly maybe not familiar with Mendy, they're like, so I put this thing on my head and then what happens? Maybe walk people through their, their first experience and, and what happens on their, on their smartphones um, from the jump. 100%. Uh, one thing that I want to touch on, you just talked about people that work at the ER. So the biggest hospital in Sweden, which is the second biggest in Europe, all their ER staff uses Mendy. And that's basically so that they can cope with going into these super complex situations. Somebody's going to come in with a stab wound. You don't, you need your brain nicely activated, at, you know, where it needs to be in your decision-making. If you're going to go into surgery to remove a bullet or to, you know, save somebody that just had a car crash needs to be at that tip top shape. So uh, basically what you do is you get a Mendy, you put it on your head turn it on right here. What you're going to do is you're going to get yourself in a re as relaxed state as possible. And you are going to get, go into the Mendy app. Now the Mendy app is full of a lot of content from world-class neuroscientists, a lot of doctors, psychologists, all sorts of stuff. So basically it is everything that your brain needs besides food and, and, and exercise, obviously, but every, all the information that you need about your brain in your in the palm of your hands what you're going to do is you're going to go into it and you're going to go into the training session the training session is going to be very basic games we have four games that we're releasing little by little right now there's a very basic game which is the one that we've onboarded with our first thirty thousand users which is where you need to control a ball and you keep it rising you keep it steady without moving without doing anything so basically what this is doing is it's shooting light through your skull that reads the saturation of blood in response to neural activation. It's that simple. So think about it this way. You're playing and the better you're doing in the game, that will be correlated to what is happening in your brain. So you're going to teach your brain to work and build neural pathways in the right way. And there's a reward system. There is an immediate feedback loop, which is going to teach you to do that. What that is going to do is it's going to give you the ability to, to use the Tinder analogy to swipe away the rumination, for example, those thoughts that don't let you sleep at night. It's mm. going to give you more control to be able to swipe away the urge to eat that, you know, that box of cookies that you know you shouldn't. Or it's going to be able to give you the ability to manage your stress or to be able to focus on a task at hand or to be able to read a book or to be able to, again, not yell at your spouse because 
you know, because they snore and you're an asshole. Uh, it will give you better emotional regulation. It will keep you more focused. And if you look at it scientifically, all these things are correlated, right? We just do it in a very simple way. You go in, you do these sessions that on average are 10 minutes. That's all it is. You know, I do five to 10 minute sessions and that's it. That's all it takes. You do them at around the same amount of time. Uh, obviously, if you're going to talk about biohacking, there's different people that like to try out different things. I know cases of many, uh, for example, airline pilots that fly transatlantics that will do Mendy's sessions so that they can fall asleep so that they don't get jet lag. There's a lot of uses for pain management, all sorts of things, uh, stroke, et cetera. I mean, there's uh, everything from uh, NFL teams to UFC players using it for rehabilitation. Oh, there's all sorts of uses, but the basic premise is that what you're doing is you're giving exercise to your brain and a stronger brain basically is a better life. And mm -hmm. a better life can mean less addiction can mean less, you know, propensity to lose your shit when somebody honks at you. But at the same time, it can be making better decisions when you're at the grocery store, you know, saying, you know what, I'm not going to walk down the potato chip aisle, you know, because I, you know, and, and it's going to make it easier for you to make those right decisions. Yeah. Uh, you know, we live in a world where kids are, in order to pass their tests, they're taking Ritalin, they're taking like, you know, Adderall, all these drugs, like all, what, what does that does? It just dilates. It gives you more blood flow to the prefrontal. It's basically you're naturally being able to control those things that we are just patching up with drugs. Mm -hmm. So instead of just basically putting the little bandaid, which you need to keep taking forever, you're never going to be free. Like, you know, the moment that I need a sleeping pill to fall asleep is a very dangerous moment because that is a lot of people suffer from this. I mean, do I just get to stop taking it tomorrow and go to sleep? Good luck. Right. You know, so it's yeah. like, you know, you get, you get hooked on these things. The dream would be that I have the ability to make the decision to fall asleep. You know, that's yeah. basically where the premise is, but in a gamified way where you put it on, there's no connecting, there's no wires, there's absolutely nothing. You just go in, you put it on, it connects immediately. You start playing your game. You read, you know, and by the way, the app can be used by anybody, even if you don't have a Mendy, you know, so there's a lot of content. I, uh, I've been called a communist many, many times, but part of the, what we want to do, I'm not, I was going to um, say many, many times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah many, many times, uh, on Kickstarter is a, a lot of uh, angry people call uh, right. Calling me all sorts of stuff, okay. but basically what, 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 what we want to, to do is we want to give people access. So for us, it's like, you know, we charge because we need to have a business and it needs to be good. And the way to change a hundred million lives is to have a business that is profitable. It can't be, you know, that's making money, right? Obviously that's how I raise money and that's how we do all these things, but that's kind of the Trojan horse. Um, basically what we want to do is we want to give you everything that we can within the app so that you can have a better mental health. Mm -hmm. And so that you can take control of your mental health. The device basically just integrates with all the other wearables and is basically the measurement tool that tells you exactly where your brain is at in real time. As you're describing the experience of entrainment, right? And brain entrainment, you make the ball, right. you do make, make the ball do what 
what you wanted to do as part of this game by measuring what's happening in the blood flow in your prefrontal cortex and focusing with pinpoint accuracy on doing a thing to me sounds just like mindfulness sounds just like um uh, vipassana it's 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 entraining the brain so that when it's time to focus you can either go to that breath or go to that mantra you know my like i said my folks taught me tm at 12 and the mantra was everything it's like you know soccer practice later back to the mantra you know sherry white my girlfriend in fourth grade now back to the mantra it's like tacos back to the mantra and i was i, I was in, i was literally in training my brain to do what i wanted it to do over right. and over and over and that that's a skill that applies everywhere no matter how old you are what or what your shit is that's a skill and and th- th- just the the potential of that is incredible and and you know i was reading through the website too um you know as part of the part of the 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 communist accusations is it says multiple users per device so now i'm thinking man maybe i should get one and you know my my son is like me type a you know extrovert fucking alpha and he has a really hard time going to sleep and so now i'm thinking okay well you know we've we've done some meditation with him he's 10 it's not sticking really well it's not working that effectively but that that's also a game changer if i can use it and i can also share it with my friends and family and then that's that's a that's a big deal. My question is is can I track my sort of user history and all of that stuff and then make another profile for my son and make another profile for my wife and we can all do it and all have our same sort of individualized sort of protocol? Yeah, so every, I mean everybody has their own profile on their phone. So basically just your wife will have her own phone, she'll have her own stuff. You can if somebody if you're going to have a guest over, if the neighbor wants to try it out, they come in as guest. You know, uh, basically the reason for that, that was me as well. And that was kind of like my own DNA into it. It's because uh, Sammy, I've, I've been very kind to him during this uh, this interview. So now I'll, I'll, I'll show, share a little transparency that's less kind to him. Sammy had done this uh, this research, basically figuring out what users on Kickstarter would be willing to pay for this device, which is a clinical grade device. It's been validated by Stockholm University. Like I've I'm been obsessive about like open science and all sorts of stuff. I'm one of those weirdos. I'm I'm too fearless and too stupid for my own good. And uh I I he had come up with I think it was $1,400 for device. That's what we could sell it for. And then my my answer was yeah, but what can we sell it for? What's the minimum? Like, what does it cost us to make? And it was just like, I was like, all right, great. We can sell it for under 300 bucks. And it's just like, why would we leave, you know, $1,100 on the table, which makes no sense. And then the next thing was, you know, so the, the comeback there from Sammy was, all right, perfect. So we do these family packages and these office packages and we sell four with like a 20% discount and we sell every household for. And I was like, we're not Apple. We're not trying to, basically sell you as much shit as we can like we're not an evil corporation whose job is to just milk every penny out of you i i just kind of accidentally called apple evil uh but uh what what i'm saying is why don't we just spend a little bit more so our margins are even a little bit lower 
but we make a super sturdy device that can just sit around the kitchen table and then the mom and the dad and the, you know, the nanny and the three kids can all use it together. And they're like, well, why would we leave all that money on the table? And I was like, well, because the reason why I took this job, I was retired in 2018. Uh, so I came out of retirement to take the Mendy job uh, because the reason why we're doing it is not to squeeze as much money as possible. We're doing this for people. We're not doing it for sales. Mm. Uh, so that's when the whole DNA of Mendy became to improve as many lives as possible while selling as few devices as possible. Mm. So ideally, that's how it is. Ideally, insurance companies will give it, companies will give it away and it'll be sitting there and everybody would use it. Of course, some people like me that travel a lot and stuff, I want to have this in my backpack because I use this on my flights. I use this on my Ubers. I'm always doing this on my flights. I'm always doing this, you know, uh, and there will be a lot of people like that. And, you know, some people just don't like to share their stuff. I, I completely understand that. But we should give people the option to share. Um, I, yeah, I, I have my other theories of how we can improve 100 million uh, lives without having to sell more of these things. But uh, it's a great business. The company's doing great. Um, and these things haven't really affected us. Could we be making a lot more money? Yeah, of course. Uh, but again, it's a great business. We're doing great. And we're very proud of what we're doing. And we sleep great at night. And to me, that's that's more valuable than making, you know, making twice as much revenue or, yeah. What about 10 times as much revenue? <laughs> I'll just abs 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 absolutely irrelevant. Look, I made a lot of money with like, fishing apps and other bullshit that I don't care about. Like I've invested in all sorts of stuff. And it's just like, for me, this one is really not about money. Mm -hmm. uh, and bottom line is it's a good business. You know, it's a good business. Um, we have a great team. We have incredible people. I would argue I'm, I, I, it's, it's really no argument. I am by far the dumbest, most incompetent person on the team. Like the people that I work with are just incredible they care so much. Like, it's just like, it's one of those things where, you know, if, if you're in Stockholm next time, I'd love for you to come in and meet the team. It's just people that really care. Mm. It's just people that really care. And even our scientists and like the people that we work with and stuff, it's just like, nobody ever tells people say this or say that. It's like, no, it's like, speak freely, speak mm. openly, speak your mind. Like you think I'm going to call Ben Rain from Stanford and be like, Hey, say that this shit helps you with your sleep. I mean, no, I, first of all, I wouldn't dare. And he would tell me to go fuck myself if I did that. Like, so it's like, that's, that's basically the respect that we have for the end user, mm. you know? Yeah. And, and that's, that, that's the DNA of the company, right? It's, uh, it's, it's not about selling and it's not about overpromising. It's about helping. What do the haters say? Well, I mean, the big question is always, and, and, and they, they're less and less, they're fewer and fewer, obviously. But at first it was, this is bullshit. This is never going to happen. Kickstarter, because we had delays and the delays were my fault because we, along the way, as Rickard Ekloff was building these devices with his team, with the hardware guys, um, they would make a discovery, for example, to be like, hey, man, if we do this, we have, a, you know, the signal is a lot less noisy. This is a lot more accurate. This is like, and I'm like, well, do it. Like, it's a no brainer. Do it. And there's like, well, it's going to be a three month delay. I'm like, well, 
it's a three month delay. What am I going to do? I mean, do I, do I wish it was ready now? So at first it was a lot of, oh, they're never going to deliver the devices. It's bullshit. You know, we proved them wrong. Uh, then it's, it becomes like, oh, there's no, uh, this doesn't work. This doesn't help. You know, all these things, like they keep, the haters keep disappearing and having the validation of like some of the top people in the world. Like I, I've like, you know, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to say names, but I mean, I have people like Dr. Amen, like different people, like writing me, telling me that, you know, they're recommending this. These people that are not affiliated with us, like, these are people that we don't work with. It's not like there's a referral fee. We pay these people like nothing, nothing. These are people that are like, hey, this, this company in Sweden has built a device that's great. And, you know, they're recommending it to their patients. And that's going to get to the point where, where, um, it becomes more mainstream and people don't question it, right? The, the, the problem with being first is that people are always going to be like, hey, why aren't there a hundred, you know, studies, peer review? I'm like, because we're first. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, come back, come back in 10 years, you know, but you know how it is. So haters, um, I mean, there's always going to be haters. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people that don't like me, you know, it's like, you know, I have a co-CEO that is fantastic, Eva Engelbert. She is infinitely more competent than me at anything. So I'm at this point, I'm more chief evangelist and she's chief executive. But um, yeah, I mean, to be honest, we, we don't really think about these things. We really do what we think is right. We don't worry about what anybody else is doing and we're open to collaborate with anybody. And if anybody asks something, we'll answer. And it's, it's, a, it's a very, it's a very light way of living it's like there's no stress on our shoulders like when you approach things that way it's like you know i remember going out on kickstarter making these videos and being like hey guys you know there's going to be a six month delay and uh not not a peep like people wouldn't even like you'd think people would be like torch him like people respect honesty people respect transparency people respect you when you come out and you say hey guys i said this was going to happen but this is happening because of this and that people respect that you know it's about just having the, you know, having the guts to come out and say things as they are, you know, and, and when people tell us, does this, does this cure this? Does this we don't bullshit. We say, no, we don't know that. Like, let's talk to the scientists, whatever the scientists say, you know, that that is what it is. Right. And we're always open for debate and we're always open. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know that haters are really a topic for us Nice. that we think about. Yeah. Well, sometimes, you know, especially, and I've, I've worked with other or had podcasts with other companies uh, who, who are the first to market or the first to, to unveil a thing. And sometimes the haters draw some really positive eyeballs, you know, sometimes, sometimes the biggest, you know, de- oh, debunking Mindy today on my YouTube channel in my mom's basement. And sometimes <laughs> that draws some pretty good attention from people. So, you know, I'll bring them on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like that. Uh, before before we kind of take this thing home, um, um, you mentioned that the goal is a hundred million people, and you mentioned that you know tens of thousands of users now. Could you maybe share with us one or two anecdotal user stories that really stick out in your mind? I've had I've I've had one of the first things that the CEO of Spotify, Daniel Eck, who's a mentor and a, and, a, and a great, great, great friend to me, said to me, he goes, 
what you need to do as CEO of this company are the things that don't scale. And I go, what does that mean? He goes, you should know your first 10,000 users by name. So I spend a lot of time getting on video calls with users. I spend a lot of time getting on phone calls with mothers and fathers of you know, girls who are literally crying, thanking me because their 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 kids don't have panic attacks anymore, you know, which are crippling, which are just horrifying. I mean, what, what, you know, there, there's or or speaking to people that a, a lot of military people that are saying like, hey man, like I can feel joy, like you understand what it is to see a, a very, you know, somebody in their 50s, 60s that is clearly full of pride that's seen some shit and they're literally crying and they're saying. I can feel joy for the first time in so long. And it's, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's very, very, very powerful. Um, it's anecdotal, uh, a lot of it, but the science backs it up and pretty soon it's going to be something that everybody knows about. And, and what I'm going to be doing over the next few months is we're going to be doing more mainstream stuff. We're going to be doing some, some TV in the U S and stuff like where there, I'm being asked to do some, some big shows and some stuff. And, and that's where part of the educational piece comes. And, and it's really not about me. Like, it doesn't matter. Like if I die, it doesn't matter. The mission goes on. Right. So it's whoever is better suited to, to take the message forward, right? Whether it's you or one of the scientists or like whoever it is that needs to speak about it, right? For me, it's about no hype, no gimmicks, no bullshit. Just get the word out there. Make people understand that there is hope, that there is a solution, mm -hmm. not just so they can get off their medicine or they can whatever, but basically so people take control of their lives, whether they're on medicine, they're not on medicine, they're doing plant medicine, they're doing whatever the fuck they're doing. It doesn't matter. I don't judge, but it is critical to take control of your physical health, but it's even more critical to take control of your mental health because controlling your brain is really what enables you to take care of everything else. Well said. I'm going to clip that. That's going to be in the very, very beginning of the podcast for sure. Um, before I, I ask the, the, the last question, which is a fill in the blank question, um, wh what, what would you have people do? What's, what's the, what's the call to action for people? Where should they go? Yeah. So mendy.io, they can go on, you know, on, uh, app store, Google play, just download the Mendy app, you know, and, uh, if you're going to buy a Mendy, you go mendy.io and you can get your device there. And, um, uh, yeah, and reach out if you've got any questions, and uh, we're we're happy to to help. Whether they buy a Mendy or not, it's good that they download the app. They start familiarizing themselves with it. The app is evolving dramatically. We have a, a tech team that is hard at work with some new features that are going to be coming out. Some of the stuff that I was showing you is not in the app. Uh, you know, the the connectedness and the precision stuff, and the you know that's all stuff that we start rolling out little by little. So it's very, very exciting to see it evolve. And uh, yeah, mendy.io. And uh, hopefully you see some improvements just like me and tens of thousands of people are. Mm, awesome. So th this last question is a fill in the blank question. And this can be based on really anything that you you feel is appropriate to the to the answer and um you can elaborate as much or as little as you wish but please fill in the blank everyone would benefit from knowing
that they have the control to improve their own lives, that they're not necessarily just passive, you know, on the, on the passenger seat. Everybody can take the steering wheel. That's what everybody should know. Beautiful. Moa, thank you so much for joining me today on the Optimal Performance Podcast. Sean, I appreciate you. Thank you so much, brother.